Welcome to MBSing. I am your host, Mary Beth Smith. Today, got a great episode for you with fellow member of the Nerdalogs, Claire Friedman. Uh, Claire went to art school and is a big, big fan of drawing. So she talked to me about uh, her kind of journey through uh, art and deciding that she uh, didn't want to stay at a, a big university. Um and transferred to an art school after her first year and change there at uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison. Um, but I won't tell you her whole story, because we're going to talk about it in the episode. Um, but it was it was really cool um, to hear Claire speak to something that she realized she was so passionate about that, you know, she wanted to make this um, pretty major life change. Um, so I thought... It was, it was, it was great. I mean, it was something that I've known about her for a while, um, but to hear, you know, some of the details of it and, uh, how it affected, um, her experience along the way was, was really awesome. Uh, Claire's a great friend, a great comedian, and, uh, someone who I've really, really enjoyed getting closer to, uh, since I joined the group and someone who really enjoys the show, which is awesome. I love, um, when, people come on who are fans and listen to all the episodes because that's it's just a little heart warmer for my ego um so i hope everyone enjoys this and uh i just i had just gotten back into town um from richmond virginia visiting my brother and his wife and their son my nephew obviously that's how families work so i was a little out of sorts um but I hope it didn't come through too much, um, uh, but I had a great weekend. It's so funny to me, uh, this like phenomenon of, um, thinking kids are fine and like kind of cute if you're not related to them. And then when you are, uh, they're the greatest child in the world and, uh, you only ever want to see them and play with them and talk about how cute they are. Um, with that said, my nephew is extraordinarily cute, like cuter than the average kid. So I do think I'm a little biased because I'm related to him, but also he's the cutest child. So I think that phenomenon is true to a point with me, but mostly I, my nephew is just cuter than your son, daughter, niece or nephew or however you're related to a small child. Sorry. It's just the truth. Um, can't wait to see him again soon. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I really wanted to say. I'll do some quick plugs. The Neurologs have a show this Sunday night at six o'clock. We are teaming up with Plan 9 Burlesque to do a few sketches during their show. Um, we will be splitting a period of time from 6 to 10 with them. The 
first half will be your stories, as always, on Sunday nights, on the third Sunday. Um, and the second half will be the Plan 9 show. Uh, I think that's the order. Oof, should have checked it. Unprofessional. Ray Ray Wednesdays continues. That's at the Public House Theater as always. Sorry. Ray Ray Wednesdays continues at the OGM Theater at the corner of Newport and Sheffield at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays. We will not be having a show on Christmas. I know everyone wanted to come. We won't be there. And this Saturday, Squall has a show at 8 o'clock at the playground and a show at 10:30 at the upstairs gallery. We're doing it, you guys. We're doing it. It's going to be great. It's just going to be great. Uh check out the schedule for the Chicago Sketchfest. Uh the Nerdologs will be participating in that in January uh with our show We're All Going to Live Forever on Saturday, January 11th. At 11 o'clock. Closing out the night. Big fun, guys. Big fun. Really excited for everything coming up. And, uh, gonna, gonna, this is a good way to, you know, get stoked for it. Is to hear two members of the Nerdalogs gabbing, being, being ladies as well as we can. <laughs> Enjoy this one, because I did. Anyway. I'm assuming you started recording. I have started recording. I'm making an assumption. Yes. Cool. <laughs> that was more just... And things. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can... I'll start it whenever. Yeah. But now there's <laughs> this, and we're going. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have done this late at night after I just got back into town. I don't Oh, uh, no, I right. think it'll make for, I think it'll make Pardon for keeping me on my toes. God, my posture is terrible. Uh, stools. See that. Stools do that, yeah, I think, straight. because it forces you to uh, hold your, your entire posture yourself as opposed to being able to lean on something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I always have terrible posture, which is a terrible habit for a short person. Mm. Uh, and usually a habit reserved for taller people. Especially taller women. Mm. I think that's even uh, some sort of scientifically proven that a lot of taller women will hunch. Oh, man. I, that's, like, specifically one of the reasons why I try not to is, like, if I'm in four-inch heels, I'm Mm 5'11". And so, like, that's what I wear when I meet clients and stuff Mm -hmm. is... Like, I become as tall as possible and, like... To purposefully be yeah. intimidating? Well, yeah. I mean, if the dude is... Because I'm, like, a young female yeah. person. And sure. so it's, like, it's, you know, 50-year-old dudes who have been doing this forever. And I'm, like, well, I can at least, you know, be not physically, be... physically, yeah. uh, uh, presence. Right. But, I, I mean, if you're sitting, it doesn't matter at all. But if I'm slouching and sitting, then I'm, like really small and if I'm like sitting up straight and sitting that I'm at least like present at the table I feel like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's probably probably no one ever notices that no you know what (laughs) I I disagree I think it's probably a totally worthy thing to be conscious of that I am not usually my posture is terrible this is like a goal (laughs) that I never achieve because like 
Especially if you look at pictures of me when I'm, like, sitting, um, like, with cover stories or, like, at your stories or something like that, I'm the worst really? <laughs> Like, my legs are, like, as far apart as they can be, and my back is just, like, a C, and I'm just, like, the slouchiest oh, dude. I never sit with my legs together, <laughs> case yeah. in point right now. I never sit. I hate it. I, if I am, like, if I, I probably, I usually either have a leg crossed under me or a leg cross like over another leg. I I don't really like crossing my legs like a lady does. Like ugh, I'm terrible at being a lady. Well, and like apparently we're not even supposed to do that. That's slutty. I don't know. Is some it, what? etiquette book? Yeah, I like remember from some. I could be completely making this up, but like <laughs> I remember there being some etiquette thing where it's like, um, no, it wasn't an etiquette book. It was Princess Diaries. Uh, Julie Andrews is like, right. ladies don't cross their legs, they cross their ankles. ankles. Yeah. yeah. That's where I remember that from, is the Disney movie, Princess Diaries. And I also read all the books. Uh, you read the Princess Diary books? Oh, hell yes, I did. Ooh, did you read them before? Before. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it was one of those things okay. like, oh, weird, there's a movie in That makes now. more sense. I, I just didn't peg you as someone who would see that movie and get really into it as a result. No, those books are way, way edgier is the wrong word. But like... Uh, I'm trying to think less disnified. Yeah, it's like talking about like menstruating in a gown and like stuff like that. It's like teenage girl stuff, but it's like they're like swearing and they're like gotcha. Just closer to you know. probably what kind of things would come out of that situation if it wasn't just like done up for a Disney movie. Yeah, it was. Um, hey. hey, hey dogs, hey backyard dogs. That hey doesn't dogs. happen very often. <laughs> Um, some dogs got in a fight. Oh no! Some people are yelling at their dogs. I know. Like relaying a news story. <laughs> the and dog, and the now dog it's is a, fighting. Sounds like the dogs have quieted down. Quieted down. Oh, this, this one just... is a victim. <laughs> uh, I never read Princess Diaries. I did read the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants books before the. I did that. Too. That movie. Those movies came yeah, out. Yeah, that had a similar feel to it. I, um, speaking of being terrible at being a girl, this is one of my most shameful girl moments that I love relaying is, uh, Please. so, yeah, <laughs> um, so I went to the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, so I had a very, very rare instance of having, like, a, a girl night where, like, a bunch of ladies got together and we were having a girl sleepover, and mm -hmm. I was like... This is situationally hilarious. Because <laughs> I was like, a lot of times, like, I was friends with them, but I was kind of on the fringes of that friend group. And sure. so it was like, okay, well, they were doing a bigger thing, and so I got invited in. You cool. Know, you know, no. Very nice people. Right. Um, and so... In one, high school? Yeah, in high school. So one of the things was we decided to go to Sisterhood Traveling Pants, because it's girl sleepover. I'm like, all right, yeah, we're doing this. Makes sense. Yeah. And uh, actually, while we were at the theater, we met up with another group of girls that we were all friends with, because oh we were all this speech together... That were doing literally the exact same thing. They were going to Sisterhood Traveling Pants. <laughs> having a sleepover. And so we got into the movie theater and we took up an entire row that mm -hmm. was just us. So it was like every girl on the speech team. And I was like, you know, sit and watch the movie, watch the movie. And uh, uh, there's a scene where America Ferreira has run away from her dad's new family. And like she's like expecting them to go looking and she like finally gets home. Uh... 
They, like, she got and they didn't okay. notice yeah, that she was she gone. Yeah, she yeah, yeah, gone. Yeah, 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 yeah and so they were like in the kitchen. They were all eating, and she gets like really, really mad and like throws a rock at the window. Yeah, yeah, right. And I started laughing so hard because <laughs> <laughs> I thought the like the depth of emotion on her face, or like just how serious she was taking herself um, in that moment. And I, so uh, we have the entire row of girls, and I looked. I'm like. Other people have to think this is hilarious too. Right. And I look to my left, and every single person is crying. Oh And I no. look to my right, and every single person oh, is crying. No. And so I just had to like laugh as like quietly as I could to myself because there was just this moment of like everyone was taking this so seriously, and I was like, "You guys, you know what this is, right? Like, come on." So anyway, I make a terrible girl. I do think those books yeah. had some good storylines yeah. and moments and stuff. Whichever one, uh, she's the only one who stays in town in the first book. Yeah. I think it's played by Amber Tamlin in the movie. Yeah, the one who, like, works at a Yeah, shop. I liked her and, yeah. like, her friend who played arcade games and stuff. I read those books a long and time ago. And she went to RISD in the second Yeah, book. that's right. Yeah. I like Lively was the one girl in the... Um, I liked that character because she was a soccer Blake Lively's character because she yeah. was a soccer player, but I didn't relate to her at all because she was like gorgeous yeah. and tall and blonde, and, like wonderful, and, yeah. Like, super yeah. And I was like, oh, I I like that she played soccer, but I have literally nothing else in common with her. Yeah. Um. Cool. Anyway, my guest today is Claire Friedman. Yeah. She's gonna talk to me about drawing. Yeah, I am. Uh, speaking of RISD, hey. seamless transition. So seamless. <laughs> so seamless. Because um, Claire went to school for drawing. I did. I went to school, the Art Institute of Chicago. and uh, But you started at University of Medicine. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was actually a drawing class that made me switch for the most part. Because cool. I was a... Uh, double major in history of science and marketing. I remember you talking about that yes, before. My favorite story about that is when I called my dad and I told him that I was switching to marketing and art, he said, thank God I didn't know what you were going to do with history of science. <laughs> Which, like, as soon as he said it, I was so afraid of telling my parents that. And uh, as soon as he said it, I was like, oh... Oh, cool. Right. Yeah, I was this already is... doing something that wasn't totally applicable to professional. No, it wasn't. Things. Um, but yeah, my uh, my freshman or I'm sorry, my sophomore year of college, um, a friend of mine talked me into taking a drawing class, and uh, so I I took it, and my um, just as an elective. As an elective, yeah, I had I it was like a fifth class that I decided to tack on. Cool. Um, and uh, my drawing TA, Claire Stigliani, who's wonderful, um, kind of pushed me, and she was like... You don't have to like someone just because they have your same name. But, but here's the thing, I do like everyone who has my name. <laughs> really? Yes. Everyone who has the name Claire, I really like. I don't think I've ever met any... I, I think I like all the Claire's I know. Yeah. All the ones I can think of. That makes me feel like a lot... What I realized that about the world, that made me feel like very I did calm it. in a way. <laughs> yeah. Because well, it was like, oh, okay, like... <laughs> I don't have like a bitch name. <laughs> that was my train of thought. <laughs> totally, totally true. Uh, uh, poor Christina. <laughs> and I, I feel like I thought of male 
bad names mm-hmm. before like female bad names. Yeah. Because Chads yeah. and Trays and I know some like really that. nice Chads, but their name is Chad and I'm like, ah, oh, come on, Chad. <laughs> Why didn't a, you not cool have dude. the name Chad? <laughs> it could uh, be anything. Would you cite that as the original uh point of your love for drawing? No, not at all. I didn't think so. No. Let's Um, talk about that. Yeah, so, uh, backing up, um, so I took art all through high school. I had to, like, make the choice in middle school. Um, I was in band in middle school, and I quit, and so then I was like, okay, I can either take art or choir, and I just decided to take art. What did you play in band before you quit? Clarinet. So, I had heard about enough of that. Oh, uh, yeah. After four and a half Our, years of playing. All of your stories just gonna have no! something to do with the name Clarence. No, it's fair. The no. are terrible. You made the right choice. No! <laughs> it was a fine instrument. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I chose art and I just started taking it all the way through. So I took AP Portfolio in high school. So I had like art credits to my name by the cool. time I got to college. Um since I scored whatever on that to get me class credit. And nice. Then, uh, did you uh, yeah. did you go to just like a general public high school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we had a really, we had an amazing arts program. Looking That's back awesome. on it and like talking to people in college, I was like, oh my God. Like we had a 600 the- seat theater where we did five productions a year. Holy and then, crap. Yeah. And then uh, like the summer production, the summer musical that they would do that was like community theater would pay for the theater program for the entire year. That's it would awesome. sell out for like three weeks. It was insane. Like our lead tech guy um, did pyrotechnics for the Vikings. And so like every show what? we had would have something on fire for no reason. That's insane. Yeah, it was great. Um, did you have a, uh, did you have an interest in that kind of thing before you started taking classes in middle school? Were you a doodler? I would say it was a doodler, um, but I don't think that I was a particularly good drawer. Mm-hmm. It was something I just like did mm-hmm. and like I really liked like lettering and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't really think of myself as an art person, which I think like persisted literally until I decided to go to art school. Um, was like, uh, I remember there was some award in high school and there was a girl I went, I had class with who was incredible, like beyond belief. Really? Yeah. uh, Who I think is like a video game designer now. Cool. Some sort of like, um, computer animation, brilliant person. Mm -hmm. She's an amazing artist. Mm -hmm. And so like any like art awards, like she would win them. And I'm like, uh, duh, she's gonna win that. She's super way better than I am. <laughs> yeah, she's so much better than I am. Right. <laughs> but there was, like, um, so, uh, during our, like, superlatives thing, um, she, like, won, like, the female, or, like, the next Picasso, what, oh, right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I got second for it, and I was like, what? Oh, that's so funny. I, like, didn't even think about there being a second place for this. That's you guys have seen Naomi's, right? So like, funny. I'm not anything compared to Naomi. I, I feel like... That was literally... I I thought it was so ridiculous that other people thought that. And I was really disappointed to not get even mentioned for Class Clown. <laughs> All I wanted was Class Clown. I was really disappointed. So I have, like, a similar thing with performing in that... I don't really cite, uh, I didn't really, I liked acting and I really loved community theater, mm-hmm. um, but until 
I went to uh, governor school that was all, you know, academic based for my junior and senior year of college. I didn't really cite that as like the thing that I wanted to do or was good at or, you know, kept doing. Mm -hmm. But it took uh, other people, you know, pointing that out and and liking that about me to make me realize that it was something that I enjoyed. Yeah. And the year that we had superlatives, they changed a bunch of them Ugh. and they were super lame and they didn't have anything that was any semblance of class clown. Oh but no. I totally would have gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, I won prom queen, so oh, booyah. What? <laughs> what? Whatever I was speech captain, so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hanging out to that. Um, uh, I lost my favorite thought with this, but yeah. Oh, and then in college, the way that that kind of carried itself out was so, um, the, my freshman year of college, uh, I got really depressed in the middle of it and would just like the, the like only thing where I felt like I could focus, um, was, uh, kind of improv. My brutally, my team had stopped doing shows. No. It was like, cause it was like the end of the semester. Oh. And so it was like. A few weeks before the end of the semester, so people were studying for finals, so it was, like, our last show. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I didn't have that at all, and then, so I would just, like, draw for hours and hours and hours and hours. Wow. And hours. Like, I, I could draw for eight hours straight, no problem. Um, and I got a lot better uh-huh. at drawing while uh-huh. I was super depressed, because uh-huh. I would do it compulsively and obsessively. Um, and so I kept doing that, and I kept doing that, and I kept doing that, and I kept kind of sustaining that, and it took me a long time to come out of that. Um, but, um, that was always kind of my go-to thing and the thing where I could like feel like I was doing something with my hands and, mm-hmm. and, uh, improving and something I could understand and study really hard at, have to focus really hard at, especially mm-hmm. like highly technical drawings. Like I do a lot of drawings of like skeletons in different forms and things like that. Um, which is very picky mm-hmm. and not something that I would like just doodle for fun, but something mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, I really want to just like clear my mind and focus on scientifically accurate and things like that yeah uh this after you'd already taken the class no that was before and so it was that's what i thought yeah it was doing all that that made my friend encourage me to take class i was like okay whatever what the hell then i started doing that and i was like you know i'm spending all of my time outside of class drawing and painting (laughs) i should probably make that my major um and so I did, but the thing about UW is that they don't allow you to double major in two schools that you have to apply into, oh. is the rule. And um, You have to apply to the art school and the... Yeah, applying to the art school was like signing your name on a piece of paper. Because <laughs> it was within the School of Education. It was like the easiest thing. But like, same thing, you can't get a double major in journalism and business at hmm. that school, or journalism and art, or education and business, or that something seems... like that. It's a completely arbitrary rule. Yeah. Um, and, like, my advisor was, in the arts department, was like, well, you can appeal to the Board of Governors. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave. Because at the time, <laughs> I already wanted to transfer schools because I wasn't very happy there as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and had actually, when I was depressed the year before, I had applied to the University of Minnesota, gotten in, and then, like, decided to, like, stick it out because I, I didn't want to feel like I was running for my problems. Mm-hmm. And then I got back the next year and was like, yep. Still don't want to go Still, to school here. Yeah. Good um, for you, though. A yeah. lot of people would have just transferred, and you may not have ended up going to art school. <laughs> right. Exactly. I wouldn't have. Because I, I, yeah, I really applaud that. Yeah, I would have gone back to safety, and it was kind of like, since I was in a better mental place, I was like, yeah, I still don't want to go to school here. So I like applied to view again, and then I was like, wait a minute. 
there are 49 other states I can go to. <laughs> so I started looking into it, and like I was never a person that would have gone to art school. Um, but I decided I wanted kind of this hybrid arts business program, and there's only a few of those in the entire country. Um, and so I... Uh, and a few of the places where they are are at art schools, and the School of the Art Institute um, had... Uh, arts administration program as well as a really really strong internship program which is why i went there but it's also um the number two yeah i think it's ranked number two right now um painting and drawing school in the country cool yale yeah do you where else did you apply to i remember talking to you about this. yeah i only applied to risd sva and um saic and i got into saic super early decision and they were just like the sweetest. Yeah, that that's yeah. what I remember you talking about. They sent me like a little moleskin on Valentine's Day that uh-huh. said my name in it. And uh-huh. like, oh God, they were so nice they to me. They wooed you. They gave me a bunch of scholarship money. They did everything right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. They I mean, so supportive. I feel like a school like that, you know, a, a school that is in the arts is so, is doing themselves a favor by setting things up like that, mm-hmm. by making stu- a student really definitely want to go there making them feel like they're making the right decision having a strong internship program yeah so that you don't just get caught dead right. in water on the way out i mean i while i was in school just that because before i went there i interned in the marketing department of a credit union in minnesota and then while i was there i interned at a children's theater an architecture firm an arts lobbying company uh professional photographers an arts pr and marketing company and I think that's like once it. every term or something. One each. Just about. Term. I did two in the summer. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So I did Monday, Wednesday, Friday at one spot, and then Tuesday, Thursday at another. And I got that's class so credit cool. for almost all of them. Yeah. That's so cool. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So like by the time I graduated, I had a ton of job experience. Yeah. It was really nice. Um. The. Uh. Did that help you? Um, go marketing or did you always want to do marketing? I mean, your major was arts marketing, right? Arts administration. Arts administration. So yeah. And, um, I kind of, uh, it was kind of marketing because it seemed like the most creative business major. Like both my parents are MBAs. My brother has a triple major in finance, accounting, and math. Um, (laughs) My little brother is in the business school right now, though he, he loves calculus. And so he may be just going to something there. Um, he doesn't know yet, but like. So it was like, oh, of course I'm going to get a business major. Um, And then, like, even within the art school, I got the business art major still. But, like, I'm in digital creative firms for my day job now, um, which is, like, uh, I don't know. It's good, and it's really creative, and it's around a lot of creative people, which is what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to be, like, I. it's effectively, like, a creative management major, and so I'm trained in how to run a creative business and how to understand both the finances and business planning of that. I remember you saying, uh, in a, in a Nerdlogs rehearsal once that really kind of fascinated me about your job and your personality about Mm how, uh, a lot of times at work is you having to just define exactly what needs to be done and who needs to do it. And, and just being a super delegator, uh, (laughs) I think that um, that's not always something, as someone who mixes, you know, an Mm -hmm. enjoyment of the sciences and uh, the creative, you know, uh, world, I feel like that's another 
cross-section of two things that may not always go together, being able to really like, and I do, I mean, you're in, incredibly organized. I, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> when you want to be, you are. When I want to be. I had had to work so hard to be organized. Like that, and that's like how I kind of fell into my job is like, it comes so unnaturally to me and I have to work so hard at it. I like think about it really hard, like how I have to be organized and like right. how I have to do stuff. Like, um, to go back to the art school thing, like, uh, my last semester there, um, my class three days a week was, uh, an advanced studio class that you had to like, you know, interview into with three different professors and like have a portfolio and like talk about your work really intelligently. And it was like this whole Ugh, big thing. Ugh. But, um, <laughs> so I was in that and then I literally, I sat down and, um, I, so I had like my paintings that I had done, which were these really like minimalistic architectural paintings. And then, uh, uh, like I had my sketchbook mm -hmm. and, um, so I'm flipping through my sketchbook with my professor, Jose, and, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, uh, like looking at my drawings, he's like, okay, okay. I think I know, I understand what you are. Cause I had this combination of like. I had these really scientific technical drawings that I did mm -hmm. that were my drawings and my paintings were really different. So I was like, I'm trying to figure out how to combine these. And then I'm like flipping through and he's like, oh, wait a minute, what's that? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, some joke I wrote down. Because I was in um, finishing up the conservatory for Second City at the time. Oh, too. no way. And he was like, wait a minute, you're funny? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I guess. Uh, trying. He like, yeah, he was like, oh, if you're funny, I don't like any of your work anymore. Um, yeah. What? Dude, art school he is like, said that? Dude, like, my thick skin is entirely because of that school. Because, <laughs> like, what? as far as creative stuff goes, yeah, that's what the type of, like, just feedback that you get at school. Why? Because he was like, um, five minutes ago I really liked your work, but if you're funny, that's not something that everyone has. And that's something, like... If, if you have that aspect of your personality and it's not coming through in your work at all, that tells me that you're trying to do the thing that you think you're supposed to be doing as opposed to the thing that reflects oh. you. And so I don't like any of it. Like, anymore. why isn't your work funny? Why yeah. isn't your visual art funny? Why, is, why isn't there, like, some wink in everything you're doing? Or something wow. Like that? And I was like, oh, no. That's yeah, crazy. And so I was like, this is terrible. And so that's what I did for the entire semester is I made a lot of really, really, really bad paintings and then I made one good painting <laughs> that was basically like my sketchbook that I had taken and I had like random jokes and notes to myself and like birds on top of birds on top of birds and I made that into a giant painting um cool. and across the top I wrote like uh hi mom thanks for coming to my show because it was for my BFA show and I knew my mom was coming and it was just like stuff like that that I wound up doing that's cool yeah that was, makes so much sense though yeah it, it was a nice little like breakthrough that I had and then immediately left school. <laughs> but I mean, what's more important figuring it out while you're in school yeah. or, you know, before you leave so that you can take that with you. I feel, yeah. I feel similarly about my college experience. Mm -hmm. I got to my junior year and went, Oh shit. And, you know, finished my major, but you know, focused a lot of my senior year on, uh, you know, creative endeavors right. and, and I'm probably for the better, you know? Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. And I mean like the reason I wanted to talk about drawing in particular, instead of something like painting is like drawing is all about 
process mm-hmm. and understanding that process. And so, like, the way that relates to my job now or, like, the comedy work that I do now is I'm all about really... I'm really, really into, like, okay, so how is this going to get figured out? How is this going to be structured? Like, I want to kind of understand the, the shapes of this and what's behind it and, mm-hmm. and learning that, like... Um, like, if you're, in a, if you're in a figure drawing class, um, all of our classes at school were seven hours, so it was nine to four class. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was once a week, so it was... Yeah. Like, if you imagine, like, a two, three-hour... Yeah, it was a long class. But, um, I mean, for a figure drawing class, you're just drawing for seven hours. Uh-huh. It was great. Um, so, like, the way you start off... I was going to say, yeah, my question was going to be, like, how much of that is actual instruction and how much just... Zero minutes of it. Gotcha. Is actual instruction gotcha. for that class. For other classes, we did a lot sure. of different stuff. But, um, you know, the model will get there, and you do a bunch of, like, 10-second drawings, and then you do 30-second drawings, and then you do minute-long drawings, and then you do five-minute drawings, and then you do a 20-minute drawing, and then you do a three-hour drawing. That's crazy. And so crazy. you, like, warm up to it. And so by the end of the day, you have, like, 50 drawings. Yeah. One of which is, like, a really flushed-out, like, hours and hours of seated drawing or whatever right but a bunch of which are just like scribbles and like kind of understanding like making your yeah it's making your hand understand the proportions and just like getting that muscle memory so that like when the person sits down for the three hour in a minute you can say these are the proportions this is how they're going to be on the page and like effectively have the body drawn in in 10 minutes and then spend the rest of the time building that out and shaping that that's really cool yeah i never would have known that that kind of process has to go into figure drawing yeah uh what are well you said one of your favorite things was like skeletal type things Mm -hmm. what are some is that still hold true yeah i have a a big skeleton poster in my room um i actually for my first semester um i'd never oil painted before and so i it was my first painting class, and it was an oil painting class, and I was like, eh. <laughs> um, I have a tendency, like, whenever I get into something, I'm like, okay, uh, what is the hardest thing I can do in this situation? Right. And so, for me, that was like, you know what's really hard to draw is a skeleton, so I'm going to pick that <laughs> for, my, for my still life, and um, I made, like, um, God, I don't know, 10, 15 skeleton paintings, most wow. of which were, like, maybe 12 inches by 12 inches or like wow. 20 by 10 but the final that I did was 48 by 48 so it's Whoa. 4 feet by 4 feet yeah. a piece of mace night um, and uh, I like hung all my paintings up and was like looking at it right before my final and I was like this looks creepy as fuck <laughs> I look like a crazy person because in my head, I'm like, yeah, this is an anatomy study. Right. And in reality, it's like, it's just this is a whole world bunch of, a bunch of skeletons <laughs> at different angles as if they're people and these are portraits. And I'm like, this looks creepy as shit. And so, like, I, I left the 4x4 when it's at um, school because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Um, people did that all the time with, like, big pieces. Because uh-huh. um, I was living in a dorm. Right. I was like, I can't fit this anywhere. And then the small ones I took home, but, like, I've given so many of them away at this point. That's and, like, so the rest funny. are just in a drawer because I'm like, I don't want to hang any of these creepy That's paintings. so funny. <laughs> I loved it. It took you that long yeah. to think about it like that. Like, that's such a... I feel like that is also very telling of your personality. Yeah. Like, even... I'm like, yeah, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Oh, what did I do? Oh, I'm a creep. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy. No, Just, it like, spent, though. like, eight weeks drawing and painting skeletons. Have you seen Away We Go? No. I'm gonna... 
uh, literally give it to you after we finish nice. because uh, Maya Rudolph's character in it is an anatomy uh, like she does um, medical illustration medical illustrations Dude, yeah I thought about becoming a medical I was I figured you had to have at some point because mm-hmm. of the fact that you were so focused on skeleton and I, figure drawing and yeah, stuff yeah I thought about it like last spring really yeah I thought about going back and getting my masters in it because it's like one of those jobs is like it takes a really specific high skill set. Like, if you're in a medical illustration program, you're taking classes, anatomy classes with all the doctors because you need Whoa. to know that level of detail. Yeah, yeah. It's super hard to get into. And then, like, or they have like, programs for that. UIC has one here. Huh. Um, and I think there's a few other places around there. It's not a super common program either. I wouldn't think so. No. Um, but. Like, as, because I took scientific illustration in college at the Field Museum, which was amazing. Cool. Yeah, so I, like, got to go into the annals of the Field Museum and, like, go into all the different, like, uh, storage rooms and, and take out, like, bird skeletons and bird uh, skins and stuff like that. Awesome. And, them and, like, hang out with a taxidermist that <laughs> is the taxidermist for the Field Museum who's, like, taxidermying a rhino and, like, shows how to do it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's super cool. It was a really wonderful, great class. Um, and uh, really taught me a lot, including the fact that there are, like, in the city of Chicago, there are maybe five working scientific illustrators. Really? Yeah. Like, the Field Museum, in all its great glory, has uh-huh. exactly one scientific illustrator. Wow. Who is the foremost specialist in illustrating um, shaped rocks. <laughs> so rocks that were shaped like by like tools and stuff. yeah and so there's a really specific way that you have to like draw how that flint was made or like carved or something like mm-hmm. that and she's like the person who's the best at that and i'm like <laughs> and she like works in like a dark lab with like huge samples in front of her and i'm like yeah that's not what i want to do exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i did the same thing with forensic science yeah i was just like i don't want to be in a lab doing the same thing every day and yeah. not really talking to people right and not really existing under a good you know organizational structure or right anything like that so now i get to talk to people who do that and <laughs> yeah. teach them and learn new things and meet yeah. new people and none of the things that come along with right. being a forensic scientist. I mean, that's the hard thing. And it's, um, yeah, there are not a lot of jobs that have a lot of drawing. Um, the thing that I do at work every day that's probably the most related to it is like, I sit down at the beginning of the day and I like write out what, um, all the things I have to do that day. And at the very top of the page, I write the date and I always write it really fancy somehow. <laughs> um, with like, I have like nice pens and I like just spend too long. Every day <laughs> I was going to say, and how date. much of your morning do you do this? Maybe five minutes. It takes okay. me, but oh, so cool. like not a ton of time, mm-hmm. but I like, it also like just the act of it helps me like think sure. about what I'm doing and like kind of Absolutely. like not look at my computer and, and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, but yeah, it's like, uh, that's about as much as I get to do. Because I'm also a very firm believer that, like, anyone who wants to learn how to draw should learn by, like, um, writing. Mm-hmm. Because those are already characters and shapes that you're really familiar with and that you know already. And so it's a really good way to learn how to control your hand. That and, makes like, sense. think about it in terms of, like, I want to make a shape that looks like this. And then, mm-hmm. like, make that. And it's, like, so anytime I, like, change a way that I write a letter in my handwriting, like, I recently changed how I write my G's, for instance. <laughs> um, which is a very exciting thing. Uh, 
that's the thing that I need to like think about and like just be like, oh, how do I want that to look? And then I like fail at it a million times as I do it, and then I'm like, oh, I kind of get this now, and now I can make my jeans a different way. Most and, uh, the most yeah. recent change that I've done to my handwriting was probably two or three years ago, and it was differentiate. It was um, I used to put a loop in the bottom of my twos. And now I just write them like Z's, basically. So I put a line through my Z's and my 7's. I gotcha. And I think that's uh, a pretty classy way to write a Z, if you ask me. <laughs> I got in trouble for doing that in calculus. Really? I, yeah, because I always used to put my lines lines through my 7's, my Z's, and my 0's. But when you do that on a 0, it looks too much like a sigma. And so oh. my calc teacher would always be like, do not write your 0's like this. I've never, like, I've never done it with my 0's, but I've done it with my 2's and 7, or yeah. 7's and Z's for a long time. I yeah. mean, it helped, because it it 2's look too much like Z's. <laughs> Just in general. Unless you put a loop on it, and no one likes doing that. Oh, and I dropped the, um, the, like, line next to a U for some reason. Oh, so it's just a single loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Just a... Like both... a century gothic? Yeah. Has that. Is that... It... That's the font. I've been looking at a lot of century gothic. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's one of the, like, key fonts where I work. This doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's relatively applicable. Um, you... So, you don't draw much for work. Do no. You, but do you do graphic stuff at work? Uh, no, I don't do any graphic stuff. I, I don't do any did. design. Um, I'm kind of trying to move into a little bit more of that, but honestly, the most drawing that I do is for Nerdalogs. <laughs> awesome. Like that's, like, that's the thing that, like, keeps me, like, I have at least one project that I do every month, usually more, uh-huh. that is specifically Nerdalogs. Cool. And so, like, lately we've been doing, um, uh, this game that we're coming up with called Sad Trivia, and which you of course know yeah. a lot about and uh uh so i've been making cards for that and so i had to like spend like oh god hours hours and hours like trying to draw these cards and like figure out what i wanted them to look like and stuff like that i and love so I, the like, sad history one yeah so i finally just finished that and then i like moved it into illustrator and like cleaned it up and then did some stuff in photoshop and like is I, that all stuff that you worked with in college yeah illustrator and photoshop a and... little bit a lot of people who were painters had like don't touch photoshop or illustrator um i liked it uh i actually started off when i was in high school i did a lot more photo than anything and so that's where i kind of got the photoshop stuff illustrator i've kind of like hacked together myself and i kind of just want to take a class in it because i want to know it better than the kind of i i like it's when you're doing something you're like i know i'm not doing this right but Mm -hmm. i don't know how to do it right i'm Mm -hmm. just gonna like do it this way because it's the only way i know know what's the difference um Illustrator is uh, based on vectors, so rather than, um, like, if you think about a line having, like, a certain thickness, Mm -hmm. um, the vectors are just the indicators of that line, so it's like an outline with zero width. Think about it like that. It's uh, like perfectly one-dimensional. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, if you think of it, like, a graph is maybe, like, a good way to think of it. Like, that has a vector line. That line doesn't have any dimension to it or right to it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, it's like, uh, you can get a much smoother edge because you're not dealing with pixels. Um, oh, which interesting. In yeah, um, that said, I like drawing in Photoshop a lot more because I a lot of times will draw directly into my computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen I you a, do that. Yeah, I have like a tablet and I um, do that a lot. So like uh, for the Sad History cards, for example, I drew that in my um, 
sketchbook and then the wonderful thing is that phone cameras are so high res now that instead of like finding a scanner i can just take a picture of oh phone. that's great yeah and then just and then import just it, it into yeah. illustrator yeah that's so, so cool um yeah and then edit it down from there and then i basically um can just manipulate the lines in that and clean it up and make it look much flatter and cleaner um that's really cool yeah I did while I was doing this because I wanted to make these cards look kind of like really shitty and sad. Uh-huh. Um, and so I like, uh, you can create your own brushes in Photoshop. They have a lot of preset ones, but you can like change the settings of mm-hmm. them. And so I made like a really weak pencil and I made a really, really weak eraser. <laughs> so like normally if you have an eraser that's just like, you know, mm-hmm. cleans everything off, it, the flow is set to 100%. Mm-hmm. And so I set it to 2%. So it looked like it was on like paper where you had to like rub across it. Yeah, that's really funny. Because I wanted it to make it. I wanted it to have yeah be as clean as something that was digital, but look like someone had kind of screwed up hand drawing it. That's cool. Um, That's such a creative (laughs) idea. It took a long time to come to that. That's like I said it so quickly. That was like twelve hours of work (laughs) doing all those cards, and I only have one of them done digitally right now. But. That's cool. I just <laughs> meant, like, hearing you talk about how much time you spent on, you have you have spent on drawing in the past and mm-hmm. still do for projects like that, I just don't feel like I work on anything for <laughs> that long. Like, I don't. I just can't think of anything that would be one thing that I would work on to mm-hmm. produce for that long. Yeah. I mean, I'm someone who has a lot of trouble focusing, and that is, like, that and improv are the only things that like my brain goes into a different state. Um, That's so cool. And I've I've expressed it to people as it's the only time I'm not anxious. Yeah. Um, which I think is a little bit less true than it used to be. But uh, yeah, it's like I because I would be like antsy and fidgety and like could sit down for more than two minutes and then I would get to the field museum for my class and I would sit and like work through lunch sometimes and like awesome. stay late and just like drawing a single. Stork. Right. I don't know. Um, and like painting it in watercolor. That's like, so cool though. Yeah. It's so like, ob- it's so obviously hardwired into some part of your brain. Yeah. That... I don't know what part. Watching TV, I can also do that. I can no, see me for that, a long time. Honestly, I didn't say it, but I was like, the only thing I probably do for that long without doing anything else is watching tv and movies like i yeah. can some people are just like oh i can't watch tv for that long i'm like no i could absolutely <laughs> do nothing if i had a day where yeah. i had to do exactly nothing right. and didn't you know wasn't gonna feel guilty about not doing anything with it i yeah. could absolutely binge watch tv well and the nice thing is like i feel like with a lot of, I don't know, like museum art is the wrong word to use. Just like very clean, complete art when you only see that final product. Um, it seems impossible in a way. It's like, you or even if you're like, oh, I can paint that. It's like you don't quite understand how they got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the thing that I really like about drawing more than anything, uh, there's, a, there's a room in the Art Institute of Chicago called the Prince and Drawing Room. And it's a room that anyone can make an appointment at. They have terrible hours. It's like weekdays, 10 to 4. (laughs) But, um, uh, so I used to go there when I was in school and they have, um, drawings and, and some lithograph prints and, and things like that of, uh, like really old masters, just like, like they have, uh, one of Monet's entire sketchbooks. 
And wow. so like, we got to sit and go through Monet's sketchbook. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. And the, the What thing a cool it, resource. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> and I love, that's like my favorite place in the city is the print drawing gallery, which is right by that room, and then the room itself. Because like you like standing there and looking at sketches. What's the room called? The print and drawing room. Prints and drawing room? Something like that. Um like looking at sketches that someone who's amazing at art do and seeing them and they're terrible is like the best thing <laughs> yeah it has to be it's like seeing it's like oh yeah oh yeah only you only put the really good ones out there yeah like, you did a lot it's of like reading a stuff. first draft of an adam mckay film that yeah. never got produced yeah. <laughs> it's like oh this is gonna be terrible for a while and then uh-huh. you build it into something great because uh-huh. you work really hard at it uh-huh. or like seeing like i'm trying to even think of an example of like someone who got really famous later on but um a lot of the like super abstract or expressionist painters like their sketchbooks or their like student drawings they have a lot of those from mm-hmm. when they were in like college somewhere mm-hmm. are like really beautifully technical and it's like oh jasper johns is an amazing artist and then just trashed all that was like <laughs> i'm just gonna splatter paint <laughs> that's crazy that's jackson pollock who splatter paint but yeah right i understand yeah, yeah i just wanted the, to right yeah. uh um the, I, the concept of that yeah that's really fun so, to think about like because uh, those types of artists can come mm-hmm. under such uh, you know, criticism. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, anybody could do that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to see, you know, where where mm-hmm. that came from. What's the guy? Ro- Rothko? Rothko, yeah. Mark yeah. Rothko. Yeah. I saw that play about him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The oh, I wanted one. to see that. I didn't it see it. It was really, really good. Uh, I heard so many mixed reviews about it. Uh, I, I like, I mean, it's very talky. It's just two dudes oh, talking sure. the whole oh, that's time. Fine. So oh, that's I know. I will too, but I don't think everyone would. Mm hmm. It was just called yeah. Red. Or Red, yeah. Yeah, that's red. what I thought. That's what it was. Um, I was going to say that, but I was like, that's also that movie with the old people. It and... is. <laughs> but it's also a Rothko play. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the one of my favorite things about that room in particular is, since you can like sit there with a pencil and a paper and like copy it, um, the thing that you can't see in paintings a lot of times is the actual like mark that they made to make a line look like that. Sure. Or like, so when you like look at it and again, deconstruct it and say, this is this line, this is this line. This is how this proportion work. This is, I can see their guidelines that they drew in, um, around it. Uh, it, I feel like helps you learn so much very, very quickly. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Or like even, I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of like ink wash and like watercolor in there too. And so like, that you get one shot at that and oh. it's done. And so, yeah. like understanding how to like make that confidently and mm-hmm. understand where that ink is going to go or that water is going to go mm-hmm. and control that is a skill in and of its own. That's really um, cool. Yeah, I so, I never would have even not knowing very much about art. Yeah, I never would have even thought about the fact that you know a lot of those paintings would have had to start somewhere that was not, you know, on the canvas itself. Yeah. And having a resource like that sounds incredible. It's so great. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, like... you hear a lot about Da Vinci having mm-hmm. tons of, you know, being... He's infamous for having notebooks and upon notebooks upon yeah. notebooks. I've copied a lot of his drawings. I would think so. Yeah. Who's another super scientific... 
Mike, Michelangelo is very scientific. The the crazy thing about that is that um, he and like uh, Albrecht Durer, which is um, he did a piece that's super famous called The Altarpiece of Ghent, which I always remember because it's the first piece I learned about in an art history class. <laughs> um, so a lot of, that was a lot of like the Dutch and like early Renaissance painters. Uh, you weren't allowed to look at a woman's body. Like you weren't allowed to have a female oh, pose. Oh, sure, right. Um, and so they like guessed <laughs> at what women's bodies looked like for like studies. And so all of, if you look at the Sistine Chapel, all of uh, Michelangelo's women are men. They're super oh. much. They're super muscular. They're proportioned like men because <laughs> he had so like funny. boys po- pose as women. <laughs> And, um, and he just like put yeah. boobs on him, and... barely, <laughs> barely. And then like all of Durer's uh, drawings and paintings have like um, so there was like this bustle thing going on where it was like a very empire waist like tied right behind here, and then it was a big flowy thing. Mm-hmm. And so he just assumed like all women had like these big bellies, no, oh. like, <laughs> like stick thin legs, and it was like, dude, you're so. Off. <laughs> Like his painting of Eve, because like that's the only naked woman they drew right, was like right, right, Eve, right. yeah, um, and just random guesses over the years for like hundreds of years. It was ridiculous. That's so funny. I was like, to you me. couldn't look at a it's Greek like adolescent boy. You're so dumb. Oh, those are rules. Um, it was a lot of fun. That's, it's fun to see that stuff. Though. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I know we've talked about it a lot, yeah. but what are, how do you think that your love and passion for drawing has influenced your life in general and your comedy life? Yeah. Um, I mean, or com- creative life yeah. in general. Well, comedy life specifically, um, I probably wouldn't have had the confidence like a lot of people did to just be like, I'm going to move to Chicago for comedy. Oh, cool. Um, but I was I like, didn't even I think can, about it like that. Yeah. I moved here for art and then, um, I actually uh, was trying to get, because I was on a Titanic team in college, and so mm-hmm. I wanted to be on a Titanic team here. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out, and uh, well, they're they're all associated with other schools, exactly. Right? So, so I wanted to audition to... for a Northwestern's right. team, um, which I was like ready to do, mm-hmm. and then it just wasn't going to happen. And so uh, I remember Mike was like, you know, just hold tight, we'll like figure something out for you. And I made it until October, maybe beginning of October. Um, I moved here August 29th, and I was like, mm, nope. Uh, and I signed up for Second City classes, <laughs> like, immediately. That's so funny. Yeah, and then I just kept going through the program, and I graduated from Second City the same week I graduated from art school. Cool. Um, very, very, very cool. Yeah, and so it had a huge impact in terms of that, and, like, just giving me the freedom. Like, especially since I came here when I was first in school, I felt, like, zero pressure to, like, be a professional comedian, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I feel that now. Right, but, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's always that, you know, when people ask you why you came here, mm-hmm. it's always an interesting, you know, yeah. thing to have to answer it. Right, and, like... The biggest thing I think for me, oh god, I forgot to even mention this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try not to go on a tangent about this. It's okay. But uh, I took a class my end of my junior year called um, man, it was something like conceptual painting or something like that. I think it had a better name. But 
Um, it was a painting class where we did no painting. Um, which right off the bat seems super suspicious so math class no math yeah Um, no it was all critique you were expected to do all of your work outside of class so every Friday it was seven hours oh you just didn't do any painting in class in class yeah it was completely you run your own self wow you pick something that you're gonna do and you work on it Um, and then you come in and you show everybody what you did so I got so it was a combination undergrad and graduate class. Um, I got torn to shreds um, at the stuff I'd been working on. So that's when I really thought and started doing those conceptual abstract paintings, which I don't think I did until the last week and a half of the semester. But um, <laughs> that is what taught me that there is, just because something is abstract and intangible doesn't mean that there's not a right answer. Huh. If I can put it that way. Sure. Um, and what really taught me that is my... I mean, I think that can also go back to things like Rothko. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this girl, the thing I always remember, uh, this girl um, did a painting, and it was this like, big, dark painting, and it had like a, a really thin line down the middle. I think it was on two campus- campuses. It doesn't matter. But um, my professor, uh, Galen, was like, um, Claire, what is this painting? Or like, he was like, does anyone know what this painting means? And I am a fucking smartass right. who needs to know the right answer all the time. And so right. I, like, nodded, expecting other people to nod. And, and he, like, it. looked at me and was like, Claire, what does it mean? Oh, no. And this was someone else's painting. <sighs> and I was like, okay. And I, like, talked through something that I thought, like, it, it I could interpret it as. And uh-huh. I was like, no, you're way far off. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, but it's, like, open to interpretation. Oh, no. And he was like, no, this is what it's about. And he gave this, like, beautiful explanation and then he turned to the the girl who was the artist of it. He said, am I right? And she was like, yeah. And she like had her artist statement in front of her that she hadn't read yet about this painting. And it was like exactly what he said. No way. It was. Like, I was like, oh, That's no. crazy. I was like, oh, God, I've been thinking about this all wrong. <laughs> and so like. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was like, oh, God. And so uh, the following year, I was in a conservatory class with, um. Michael Gelman, who's an old, uh, old school Second City guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he would say things that were like almost the exact same things as that professor, and like it completely like changed the way that I thought about everything. Cool, and like in particular comedy, like yeah, understanding that there's, um, I don't believe in truth per se, but I believe in finding a truth uh-huh. and conveying a truth, uh-huh. um, and that's something that I took directly from art school cool. and, and understanding that drawing is uh in particular for for things again like scientific illustration is a is a great example of this um when you're drawing something it doesn't have to look exactly like uh what's in front of you uh-huh it, like when you're drawing observationally and in fact it shouldn't what it should do is convey what that thing is mm-hmm. not what it looks like mm. so, yeah it's i had that thought in t- mentally kind of when you started talking about scientific illustration mm-hmm. of like, yeah, I guess that is really important because when you're thinking about things like anatomy, there's no way to actually document what all that junk looks like inside of a human body, mm-hmm. but there has to be a way to convey it's a, it in actuality. Right. And that's along yeah. the same lines as conveying what it is yeah that's cool yeah and so um getting that perspective and also just getting the patience 
from having to sit down and work on something for hours and hours because it's like if I sit down and I have to spend two hours writing a sketch, I can it do that. It feels fine because you've right. spent 12 working on drawings before. Yeah, and like I could spend, you know, if I did two days in a row of a figure painting class, which I did one year, uh, where we got two seven-hour classes to do a whole painting and it was never enough time. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, I wish I had more than 16 hours to do this. This is not enough time at all. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so that's man. the sort of thing where it's like, um, yeah, I think I, as a very naturally impatient person who wants to like go, 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 go on stuff, it's mm-hmm. like, once I get going on something, I can work on it for a million years and, and just do it and redo it until it's right. And in particular, again, to try and relate this back, um, with comedy stuff, like if, if I bring in a sketch and it doesn't quite work, mm-hmm. throw it out. It doesn't. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I have so many paintings in my basement. That's a great ability to have, <laughs> yeah. though, to not feel like anything is too precious. No, I feel like nothing is precious. And I think that that is exactly equivalent between improv and drawing. Is like, I've got hundreds of drawings in my basement just sitting there in a mm-hmm. closet because I don't care about them and uh-huh. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> I will never look at them again. And with an improv show, I'm like, as soon as I'm done, I'm done. You don't think the, about it. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that before. The act of it is, in every way, the process and the act of doing it and the end result is a byproduct. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. This was great. This was so much fun. I'm uh, so glad I got to come on MBSing. I love uh, MBSing. I know. I didn't even get to tell you that. That I listen to every episode of I know MBSing. You, I know so you do. I my I loved when you were uh, basically live texting me <laughs> during the last one as you listened to it, which had some especially revealing moments for me. Uh, I appreciate every... I mean, you've talked to me about most of the last few, and I really appreciate that, and I was really excited to get you on, so... Yeah, I'm so excited. uh, Thank you, and I love you, and I mean that. Aw, I love you, too. (laughs) That song's gonna play. I love that song. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.